Good evening, everyone, and welcome to A Totally Different Reality. I'm your host, Julia Sotis, and today we're having a conversation about beauty. It's really funny because um, Mel and I were talking about, I have Melanie Clampett on the line. I'm going to introduce her in a second, but her and I were talking really late one night, about two o'clock in the morning. She was in the, the airport in Europe and I was in my bathroom, my little apartment in New York. And we're like, what should we call this? And uh, she came up with an awesome um, title for the show. And it has got a lot of um, conversation going on the Facebook page, probably more so than any show we've had so far. So I thought it was really funny. Um, but the, the title of today's show is called The Beauty Dilemma, Do You Hate Me Because I'm Beautiful? And so we're probably going to be talking a lot about um, beauty and people's concepts of beauty um, and, you know, jealousy and and just our own images of ourselves. So welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me, Julia. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, first of all, let's just start with a little bit of background. Um, if you could, you know, tell listeners a little bit about the work that you've done with Access and um, and then sort of, you know, um, where where you're going and what you where you're hoping to go and and um, yeah, just give us a little bit of background. Awesome. It's so funny. There are I'm there are people on Facebook right now who are like trying to jump on the call. <laughs> awesome. really fun. Yeah. yeah. It's our title. It's a great title. <laughs> it is. I'm just typing in. Apparently I can't do two things at once. I had to just type yes and announce it to everybody right now. The Facebook dilemma. Um so, like you said, I'm a I'm a certified access consciousness facilitator. I've done a lot of different things in the past. So I'm a regression hypnotherapist, and a, I've, you know, I've taught Reiki classes for a few years. I did Sadie healing. I really tried everything under the sun um, right. to get happy. You know, I was just so unhappy in my life, um, and it didn't seem there didn't seem to be any reason for it. Um, so I'm so grateful for the tools of access because, you know, they really empower me to be able to change my entire reality. Um, and yeah. one of the really cool things, um, and that these tools have given me is the ability to actually acknowledge my own beauty and mm-hmm. to actually see the value. You know, in, in not, it's, it's the beauty of who I be as a being but also for the aesthetics. Right. You know, for you know, for the outward beauty. And right. that was something I didn't even realize that I was I had so much judgment around aesthetic beauty. And wow. it just it's an incredible um source of judgment. Amazingly right. enough, you know, and, and judgment isn't just a negative, but it's a positive judgment too. Absolutely. So, you know, these tools have really given me the space to be able to acknowledge not only the, the internal beauty that I am, but the external as well, and not only acknowledge it, but also be able to know the contribution that it is in the world. So what I, what I would love for more people um, to be able to acknowledge is, yes, the beauty that they are internally, and also the beauty that they are aesthetically. And the beauty of their body, the beauty of the twinkle in their eye, you know, <laughs> the unique beauty that they are, and for them to know that showing up and being willing to be beautiful is a contribution to their lives, and it's also a contribution to creating more beauty in the world. Right, right. So what's your definition of aesthetic beauty? Aesthetic beauty... That's a really great question. It's like the surface beauty. It's like, you know, if I were, you know, standing naked, it's like how would I look to dress my body? The clothes right. that I put on it, the jewelry that I would choose. Um, that would be more of the aesthetics of beauty. Like when okay. I, you know, you know, create a room or decorate a room. The things that I choose to put in it that, um, that create the effect of beauty. 
Right. Well, that's funny. You know, it's funny. My sister says to me, um, sometimes she'll be like, you know what, Julia? I just love getting up in the morning and putting on a beautiful, you know, pair of earrings and a beautiful dress and doing my makeup and my hair. And she's like, I just feel like, like it's such a gift to me and a gift to the world just to look great. (laughs) And I was like, absolutely. And that's so cool. I mean, you know, how aware is she? Um, And it wasn't, you know, this is actually a really new place for me to actually discuss, um, you know, openly and to be more aware of. And it was just um, in New Zealand at the seven day I had a discussion with someone and she she asked me to acknowledge or she asked me the question, like, do you, are you aware of the contribution? That being like allowing yourself to be beautiful and being the beauty that you are is in the world. And right. I, I was like, kind of had this blank stare. I thought, no, that's never occurred to me. But then I started looking at my life, and beauty is something that contributes to my life every day. I love to have beautiful things around me. One of the things that I've done for years now is that I like to have fresh flowers in the space that I'm living. There's just something about the beauty of them that just uplifts any space that I'm in. So that's how I started to relate to it. I went, wow, I can see the contribution of a beautiful candlestick or you know, fresh flowers in my apartment, and I, I acknowledge the contribution that that is to my body and to what I create and my happiness and, and all of it, but to actually relate it to myself, you know, right. that was something really, really different, to, to relate that to people being willing to be beautiful in the world. Right. Well, for me, having you around is that contribution. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> really and truly. Um, so, you know, actually, it was funny. I was, I, when I go to, to advertise the show book, I, like, look through the person's, like, Facebook pictures and, like, pick the one that I think is going to match the energy of the show. And I was flipping through yours um, yesterday, and I was, like, looking kind of at the date and to how you like as the as the years go by and the more work that you have done like the more you've acknowledged who you are how much more beautiful each picture is and how much more life is in each picture and it's so funny to go from like 2000 you know 6 or whenever you got facebook to now and it's like you're always beautiful but like the the pic the energy in the pictures now that you have acknowledged it it's not that you looked any different but just the way that you dressed and the the energy in the picture is like so incredibly different it was really really neat to see the change oh that's so cool thank you thank you for acknowledging Uh, that it's interesting you know I've done the same thing I've kind of gone back and went huh what is different and you know and like you're saying acknowledging acknowledging the beauty and being willing to be beautiful and one of the things that I've noticed that that I have done in the past and the more beautiful women that I talk to, um, the more I'm hearing we've all done a very similar thing, which is to turn ourselves down because there, there tends to be this place when you're around someone who isn't feeling beautiful, who hasn't acknowledged, and who doesn't know the beauty that they are, that it can bring up a lot of stuff for them, that they can start feeling bad about themselves, they get kind of insecure or intimidated, so, of course, I didn't want to create that in anyone's world. So I had decided and concluded in my universe that being beautiful was a wrongness right. because other people were feeling bad around me. So I created a lot of judgment, and I tried to tone myself down. You right. know, don't yeah. wear high heels. Don't put on too much makeup. Don't wear jewelry because I stand out too much. So I spent so many years trying to not to not be beautiful, that I convinced myself that not only was beautiful, but that there was an ugliness about me. Wow. Which That's... is what, not something that most people would, you know, consider in talking with me or looking at me now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny that place when you're you're with someone and like, there's like you have the choice to contract or expand and and when you do choose to expand it's like they will either 
you know, go away or they will start to see the beauty in them. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was so interesting. I was at um, the Nelson Mandela, I think Friday, Friday was Nelson Mandela Day. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, at, my sister was singing. It was amazing. There was, um, we were at the Riverside Church in uh, on the Upper West Side in New York. And it was all these really, really professional opera singers. And I'm not really too into that world, so I didn't know. But um, Anastasia was one of the singers. So like a Disney princess was singing directly to me. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and it was just, it was so, it was amazing, um, like, just hearing friends of Nelson Mandela about being around Nelson Mandela. And, like, he has such an incredible beauty. And um, and he was willing, you know, willing to be it. Um, so I, I have here beside me, I want to, uh, the reverend, the reverend of the, the church that this concert was being held at um, was, had this quote, and it's so great. He said, Every person in this world has a song in them. When they let their song out, the world becomes a more beautiful place and their life gets incredible. If you let your song out, other people around you can let their songs out as well. Some people are on song patrol. Don't ever let anybody on song patrol stop you from getting your (laughs) song into the world. Because once you get your song out, everyone can get their song out. And a symphony is of the utmost importance. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I just wept. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm so grateful you just shared that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm also grateful, you know, you, miss it, you mentioned Nelson Mandela as beautiful. And I wonder how often, you know, people don't acknowledge the beauty of men. Mm. Right? what he was choosing, what he was being, and the energy of that, you know, and him showing up and being like, wow, he's a beautiful person and being willing to show it. Oftentimes, it's really put into this category of of just women. Totally. You know, and I think that there's, there's a lot that comes up for men also in terms of, you know, desiring to be beautiful or attractive, um, yeah, gosh, this topic, there's just so many directions to go in. Yeah, there is. It's amazing, but really, like, I love, I love using the analogy of everyone has a song, and it's like, what if every single person, and no song is, you know, the like, and no song is the same. So what is, like, the beauty that we are, the beauty that radiates from inside, and also the beauty of our bodies and the beauty of, you know, however we choose to show up in the world? What if it was a contribution to a symphony of possibility and to the generative and creative energies of living? And yeah. by willing and being and choosing to show up and not hide it, you actually give other people permission to do that as well. Yeah, totally. Um, it's really interesting, like, the, the the fact that we even define beauty as, like, like you know, like a runway model or, you know, a really tall, skinny girl or something. Like, it's really funny how that, that, that definition of what it is, you know, stops, stops us from even, and even, like, it's just such a judgment. Like, like you judge yourself against the one airbrushed model that doesn't actually even exist in the world except for in that one second when the picture was taken and it's so funny well, because yeah it's just not and like tr- true beauty is like yeah it's like Nelson Mandela it's who you be it's not what you look like but what you look like changes when you allow yourself to be who you be so you know what's interesting is as I've been looking at this it's like we so often go to the inner beauty is more valuable than the outer beauty. <laughs> That's so, so it's true. It's like we've made it more significant in that we downplay the the outer beauty. So it's interesting. I'm someone who looks like a runway model, mm-hmm. right? Like I sort of fit in that image of what people um, think of as someone you see on a magazine or something like that. So it's been an interesting place for me. Um, because yeah. what typically people want to do is go, well, that's not valuable, and that's not what people look like. 
And so for most of my life I went, oh my gosh, I don't want to be that. And like, there was just so much judgment I have of me actually being someone who does look like that. Right. You know, and I was like, because that's what some women look like too. Right. It's not the majority, but some women do. Right. You know what? The the piece I, that I, you know, in, in the topic that we chose, the don't hate me because I'm beautiful, I think there used to be a television commercial of the woman with um, a hair commercial and she'd wave her hand and she'd say, don't hate me because I'm beautiful, right? <laughs> and, you know, it was like, oh, you know, it was kind of intrigued by it. Um, but I, there's been so many different um, different times in my life, probably since I was, you know, 18 or 19, I'm sort of kind of going out more socially um, with adults. And I would be in a ladies' room. It's okay to use, like, a four-letter word on your show, Julia? Absolutely, yes. Okay. So I would, I'd go to the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I'd go to put on some lipstick, and the women in the bathroom would look at me from top to bottom. So one of the things I noticed for me is, like, if someone thinks that you're attractive, then they feel that there's a sense of freedom to be able to talk about your body. Um, you know, if someone was overweight, it's really taboo to mention it in public. Right. But if you're someone who's thin, there seems to be this, this permission. So there were so many times where in the ladies' room, you know, a woman would say with a smile on her face, like, oh my God, you're such a bitch, look how skinny you are. And then she'd laugh. And it was like, we're aware of the thoughts and feelings and emotions that are going on for people. And what I would be aware of would be every judgment she had of her own body. And this incredible amount of insecurity in her world, which I bought as mine. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to kind of dance with. Yeah, you know what I mean. To not yeah. exclude the people of the world who do, you know, fit the image of what society has deemed beautiful, and not to, you know, to include that and not exclude the different facets of the prism of beauty that's available. Wow, that is so true. I have honestly, I have not considered that ever before in my life. Like I, I remember we did a class in. Um, Australia and New Sodogram. Um, it, it was I forget what the title of the class was, but we all had to um, take off our clothes. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, so you know, um, well, mo- you know, not everybody had to, but some of us chose to. And it was really funny to go around the room, and it, it brought an underwear. But everybody went around the room, and you know, people said like you know, I don't like this part of my body or I don't like this. And I sort of looked at my body and I'm like, well, there's nothing to not really like. Like, it's it's a nice body. And yeah. and I felt so bad about it. Like, I just felt sick that I could like my body when everybody around me didn't. And so I was, like, trying to find things not to like. And so, yeah, and I've, I, I guess I've done the same thing. So, and, yeah, it's it's really... That's really interesting. And like to value the aesthetic beauty. Absolutely. And it's so interesting. It's like, so one of the things that is new for me, so for years I wouldn't wear high heels because when I do, I'm about six feet tall, sometimes mm-hmm. a little taller, <laughs> um, you know, and, and dressed in a way where I put on a dress, like your sister, like I love putting on a dress and putting on earrings for no occasion except for this is really yummy and fun for me. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I'm in San Francisco right now, and I was walking, you know, down through downtown, and it's like I haven't really been willing to acknowledge the amount of attention that I get, and I think this is true for a lot of women. Um, we just don't even notice anymore. And it was interesting the variety um, of responses. Now, some of them are verbal, most of them aren't, <laughs> but just being willing to walk down the street. And with my barriers down, being willing to receive all the judgments, positive judgment, the negative judgment, and just be me, 
and to allow myself to actually feel beautiful because I used to think that it was actually wrong to feel beautiful. That, that was right. somehow being vain. It's like how many of us grew up and if we came out of our room like really dressed up, and this is not true for every family, but you come out dressed up and feeling so beautiful and you get, you know, you get told, you know, why do you think you're so special and, you know, why is it that you need to show off? You know, things like that. And it's like we learn to shut it down. It's like in this reality we need a reason and justification to dress up and be beautiful rather yeah. than that, just be an extension of living. Wow. An extension of living. That's really cool. Yeah. Like how many people do we know? It's like the only, you know, will maybe put on some makeup or put on a pair of earrings. They've got most of their jewelry in a safe and their nice clothes in one side of their closet for dress up. Right? I remember right. when I was a kid, there were clothes that I wore to school and I'd have to take them off, or dress up clothes, take them off and put them away and put on like the dingy clothes because that was for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Like, huh. I wonder how much more fun we can really be having with all of this. Totally. Yeah. So do you have any... I I know the last time I talked to you, I'm not sure if you have them in front of you, but the last time I talked to you, you had some really, really awesome clearings on this topic. I think they were about aesthetic beauty or is anything do you have them around or is anything like kind of coming up I don't I think we were sort of making them up on the fly oh were we I can't remember yeah I think so well do you have anything that comes up for people let's see so what have you made so so did, did people on your show already kind of know yeah. about processes and the clearing yeah. statement and all that. Okay, cool. So what have you made so vital about never possessing the internal and aesthetic beauty that you could be choosing? Everything mm-hmm. that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. Did that make sense? Um, so, probably, but I think it's yeah, right. so, so what have you made so vital about never possessing the internal and aesthetic beauty that you could be choosing? Everything that brings up or lets down, will you destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Wow. Thank mm. you for those. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And it's like the topic of beauty, like, you know, I'm talking from my point of view, speaking from my point of view, um, you know, about being willing to have the whole spectrum of what is beautiful. It was interesting. Um, There was one time I went into a women's uh, clothing store, and there was a little sign on the checkout counter, and it was, um, a picture of someone who looked like a Barbie, a Barbie doll. Um, but they'd made her shape much different. So she was sort of laying on a chaise lounge um, with a really full figure. And underneath it is said, this is what a real woman looks like. And I remember looking at that and going, wow, so because of how I look, I'm not a real woman. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Wow, so, that is interesting. Okay. Yeah, that might have brought up for people where you all just turn and create that. Yeah. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. It's like when it comes to the world of beauty, yes, there's a lot of stuff in there, you know, that isn't creating more beauty in the world. Right, just creating more judgment and asking people to bend and fold and staple and mutilate themselves in order to fit in to what society has deemed beautiful. So it's like wow. people either align and agree or resist and react. And neither one of those two things actually changes anything. Right. Doesn't so, allow for people to be them. 
Exactly. It's like, what if we didn't even need to have that particular conversation about the rightness or wrongness of the beauty industry or whatever that is? What if it's more about the invitation that we can be to invite people to be the beauty that they are, however that shows up for them? Hmm. Wow. And it's, it's interesting. You know, I know women... I've had conversations with women before who were like, you know, I'm interested in, in dressing up and looking basically feminine because they've been trying to fit into a masculine world and they don't think that they're taken as seriously if they look too beautiful. That somehow if they're seen as beautiful, that then the value of their intelligence kind of goes out the window, that they can be one or the other. Totally. But I wonder what it would wonder what it would be like if more of us began to choose to be all of it and that we don't need to be a woman in a man's world, that we can <laughs> actually be a woman in the world. Right. And that's very different. Wow. So um for you like um like I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Where, like, like what things in your life, like, if if people were to go out and like take examples of places that they could start to, just like pragmatic places where they could start to bring more beauty into their life um, and more of that energy. Like, what are some of the things you were talking about, like candlesticks and fresh flowers? Um, like, what have you done that has really brought you to this amazing? Space that you're in, or you know that you are, um, that's allowed you to actually receive all these beautiful things in your life and and receive your own beauty. Oh wow, that's such a great question. It seems like it's been such a process. I think you know <laughs> first just being willing to ask, to ask of like to ask what is that for you, because it's different for every person. Right. And I acknowledge that it was invaluable to me. I acknowledge that it expanded my world. And so I began, to, I began to just, you know, add more pieces and add more pieces into my life. And there are things that a lot of us do that we haven't acknowledged that is bringing some of that aesthetic beauty into our world, whether it's, you know, fresh flowers or the bedding or whatever it is we choose for our surroundings. Right. And another piece is in access we talk about allowance, right? And when you have allowance, everything is just an interesting point of view. Because when you choose to start allowing yourself to radiate beauty and to maybe decorate yourself <laughs> beautifully and sort of deviate from the Norman society, people go, oh my gosh, who is that? You're going to be bringing up judgment in other people's worlds. So when you're in that space of allowance where everything really is just an interesting point of view, you can actually receive all of that judgment and you don't ever have to dim yourself or contract yourself in reaction to it. Right. So that's been key. It's been huge. That cultivating that space of allowance for myself and my allowance for realizing that not not everyone is going to have the same point of view and that it is going to bring stuff up in people's worlds. Right. And another piece is vulnerability. Now, vulnerability is dropping all of your barriers, having no walls or barriers up to receiving anything. There is, there's no facade. So a lot of people do beauty. So doing beautiful is different than being beautiful. And right. people who are doing being, there's not that space of vulnerability there. There's still a wall up creating that facade. So that willingness to be vulnerable and really drop all those barriers, dropping the facade, dropping the places where we may have put our barriers um, because we didn't want to receive people's judgment. If we allow ourselves to be an interesting point of view about everything, we can receive any energy. 
Right. And those those two things, the allowance and the vulnerability, have really changed everything. And also asking the question, like, what energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be today to contribute to beauty in every way? Hmm. Wow. Like, how, how, can I, how can the beauty that I am, the inside, the outside, who can I contribute to today? Right. And being willing to be in the world without the barriers, with that space of allowance, I, I actually meet people's eyes even if they're judging or whatever is happening for them as they see me, because they have their own things going on, like whatever that is. And I'm noticing the incredible contribution that it is to people when I just, I don't have, when I'm not afraid of what people think of me, I can be present with them. And maybe it's an eye contact or just exchanging a smile with someone. Because sometimes what people do when you know, they are, according to this reality, beautiful, is that they have so many barriers up to receiving judgment that a lot of people judge them as being cold or being a bitch or being whatever. And often it's just because they don't know what to do with all of that energy and all of those points of view. But I'm noticing a change in the reality around me when I'm willing (laughs) to be the space of beauty and make eye contact and exchange that smile. It's up the people seem to be coming alive. So what if beauty is actually something that's life-giving? It's like when you go into nature, oh, and the beauty that's there and available to you, there's, there's something that it does in our universe, a contribution that that beauty is, and what if we are also that beauty? Wow. So what would you say to somebody who really genuinely does not believe that they are beautiful? I'm sorry, could you ask again? Yeah. Um, what would you say to somebody who like, really genuinely does not believe that they're beautiful? Where would they sort of start to change that? You know, I would really begin with, you know, is that point of view actually yours? Or were you aware of this reality that's so filled with other people's points of views that they're not attractive or they're not beautiful? Did you buy into someone else's interesting point of view about what beauty is? Right. And I would invite you to just really ask that question, does this belong to me or does this belong to someone else? And if it's lighter that it's someone else, return it to sender with consciousness attached and maybe begin to look for it because I've noticed what I look for shows up. What I (laughs) ask for shows up. So what if you began to ask to see and acknowledge the beauty that you be? Wow. There's such a kindness in that. Yeah. And yes, absolutely. And kindness and beauty are two things that are very rare in this world. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently so, apparently so is kindness towards beauty. <laughs> it is. Kindness towards beauty. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and what would it take for, for that to be different? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So is there someone else that's on the line? Um, I someone asked in Facebook, she's listening to the call, um, and she asked if she could ask questions here. I said yes, but I'm wondering if um, Natalie Krishna is on the line. I don't know if you, you take questions or not. Yeah, absolutely. Natalie, are you, are you with us? Hello? Oh, yes, I hey. am. How are you? Hi, Natalie. Surprise. Hi, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just... Um, have a question in regards to I was brought up with uh, some women that were very very jealous of other women um, mm-hmm. and I had that mindset where I'd look at them and I like the women that they were talking about they were just gorgeous like just and they didn't even have to be physically beautiful but just they felt awesome and they kind of radiated that energy mm-hmm. and um, I when I would was with my family and that, and I could see them talking about other people, it made me feel kind of uncomfortable because I was, it obviously didn't match that 
that feeling. And um, one of the things I notice is when I myself feel not even necessarily physically attractive, but when I just feel great and I'm out and about and walking and I do receive attention, what I do is I notice sometimes I still I shut that down because I, I kind of, I think I connected with it as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just wondering if you have any suggestions on clearings or something so that I can just um, just be me, I guess. Like, I, I, I do get it's a choice, and, um, and I, I guess um, certain times I just still, con- still constrict. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and Natalie, you know, Natalie and I have met before, um, and you are a physically strikingly beautiful woman. Right, so I can imagine. I mean, on the inside and the out, the inside just radiates out, and then your aesthetic beauty is like sugar on top of the icing on the cake. Mm. So, and you also have an incredible kindness to you, and a, a caring. That's really beautiful. So you've you've got that the combination of having it all. So, how many people have you been aware of that have points of view about you having it all? that aren't positive. <laughs> yeah. That feels yeah. Yeah. Cool. So everything that brings up or lets down we destroy and uncreate that. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. So whoever if there are points of view that you've bought into that don't belong to you, where you're or you've You've decided to to defend for or against in any way in order to like you know preserve yourself from all of that. Will you return it to sender and destroy and uncreate the rest? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, hot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. So, how much have you played around with um, allowance and vulnerability? The vulnerability um. of just really having all your barriers down in public. I've actually yeah. I've done, yeah, I've done that a couple times, and I can really see, just see a difference. Like um, one of the things is when I'm out, yesterday I was at a big um, adventure kind of thing, a Klondike days where it's a huge, huge event. And when I was just letting my barriers down, someone that I used to think was maybe a creep looking at me was just literally – like, wow. And I see that because I look at other people like that. I look at other women and other, and I'm just in awe. Like, wow, she's gorgeous. And not just physically, but just like just gorgeous. And when I had my barriers down, I was more willing to receive that. Wow. Absolutely. So what if it's just continuing to work that muscle? What would be different in this area that you're asking about if you had vulnerability with it most of the time? Oh wow! I think that just feels so much lighter just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, kind of amazing. What if it's a little more simple than we've made it? Right? It's like really, you know, choosing to be that space of vulnerability. And I love how you described it. Like, oh, like there are so many people for me too that look at them and like, wow, it's like a, a painting or a work of art that you can appreciate. And and also, like, all of the, the jealousy and the competition um, that's been Im- impelled at you. And ever you may have locked any of that into your body in order to deflect it in the future, we let that dissipate out and destroy and uncreate it. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Cool. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Was there anything else, or? Oh no, that's. I'm, I'm going to get back to listening to you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, so thank you. Contribution, Natalie. You're amazing. Thank you <laughs> thank for you for, so showing, for, for showing up. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Well, that's helpful. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Natalie. Um, well, um, 
I, where would you like to go from here, Melanie? I'm just so thrilled listening to all the different things you have to say. It's such a different perspective than I've ever seen on this topic. It's so funny because like in every other area where I've discussed this, there is still that component of like making a certain type of beauty wrong and making other types of beauty right. And I just, I love your perspective on this. It's so refreshing. Like it's so new for me because I, you know, it's something that I've struggled with too. So this is so cool. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting. This place of, you know, defending for or against beauty that I'm so grateful for, for Natalie's contribution. Um, Thank you. And really perceiving that energy, it's like how many men and women are defending for and against beauty and whatever, you know, defined beauty that there is. So maybe I could just run a couple of processes about it. Then I start to kind of open up and unlock it a bit. So what have you been defending for or against regarding beauty? that if you are no longer defending for or against it, won't allow you to change your entire reality. Everything that is times a godzillion we can destroy and uncreate it. Yes. Where everyone gets bad pop talk all night and shirts, boys and beyonds. That's really interesting. I really hadn't acknowledged or been aware of the contribution of allowing of letting go of those fixed points of views or defending for or against, you know, beauty, what it is, what it isn't, all of that stuff that's around it. That by actually being willing to let go of that and be the beauty you be in the world, that it would change reality. Right. But it 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 does. It does. It does. Right now on the call. So thank you for everyone showing up. (laughs) You know, all of our universes together, like what do we really know about this that that can change the world? Because, you know, that's my target. Creating more consciousness and more awareness on the planet. And we would think that it would be needing to, to look at the kind of the ugly things in this reality and make those different. And I think that's often what people do. Where's the problem so I can fix it? That that would change reality. But what if that's not actually true? What if by acknowledging the beauty and being willing to show up and be beauty in the world, that that it actually creates like this acoustic wave that uplifts and shifts this entire reality. Right. I think people probably have more unconsciousness on beauty than not beauty. Totally. Which is kind of fascinating, isn't it? (laughs) It is kind of fascinating. Um. (laughs) So, So what six points of view do you have regarding beauty? that doesn't allow you to know, be, perceive, and receive the beauty that you be. Can I interject there for a second before we clear that? Sure, yeah. I just had this loud voice of my grandmother. She had 10 closets in her house because she wouldn't leave the house with the same outfit on twice in her life, so every event was a new outfit. And uh, I can hear her voice saying, you have to suffer to be beautiful. And she would like rip through my hair with the brush and say, you have to suffer to be beautiful. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, everything that brought up for you or anyone else, will you all destroy it and create that? <laughs> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, shorts, blues, and beyond. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, enforced beauty. Right. Right? And is that, you know, and is that functioning from a set of definitions and fixed points of view about beauty? Or about allowing yourself to be the radiance and the beauty, however that shows up? Totally. I'm glad you brought up that piece. So everywhere, so what have you made so vital about suffering to be beautiful that you would 
annihilate and destroy you and your body to do so. Everything that is time to God's land will you destroy and uncreate it. Yeah. Right, wrong, well, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, church boys and beyonds. Wow, I'm going to do that again. Please. So what have you made so vital? Changed. So what have you made so vital about suffering to be beautiful or not to be beautiful that you would annihilate and destroy your body and your being? Everything that is sense gunling will you destroy and uncreate it? Yeah. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. Because it's this interesting thing that we do that will do destruction on ourselves to either be beautiful to fit a definition or to try to make ourselves less than. Right. So that we don't show up as too big and receive all those judgments or whatever it is. So it's like suffering for beauty, whether it is to be beautiful or to make sure you're not too beautiful. Right. It could go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about where sexualness comes into all of this? Sure. Um, you know, sexualness, or for people who may not know, sexualness is the healing, nurturing, generative, creative energy of life. So if you're walking in the forest or in nature, and there's a space of no judgment with sexualness, it's like you're receiving everything, and your body is turned on. Turned on, yes, like people would be turned on, um, aroused, but also just turned on with the creative energy of living. That's the sexualness. And it's, the, it's healing energy as well. So it's been often misidentified and misapplied. But when you're willing to be your total sexualness, to be that non-judgment, to be that space of living. It's incredibly beautiful. It's incredibly beautiful. It's incredibly sensual. And it, it heals and uplifts the bodies and the beings and the earth when we choose to be it. Right. Well... Wow. Thank you for bringing in that piece. Yeah. Um, uh, I was just... No, go ahead. Well, no, I was I was just becoming aware of, of how much sexualness people have cut off. Yeah. You know? I remember Gary saying, um, I was listening to a, a really old advanced body class, and Gary was saying to someone... Are you willing to be so sexual that every man, woman, and child was in love with you? Like, are you willing to turn yourself on that much and receive that much judgment? <laughs> and the answer was, that would be a no, Bob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that, that was the person's answer. <laughs> and my answer, too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like... When we really open up and we allow ourselves to really be everything that we are, there's also a sexual energy, a sexualness that we are as beings. And it's not about copulation, right? Copulation are the body parts coming together. But people have so often misidentified and misapplied that if their body is turned on and they're being all the sexual energy or the sexualness that we are as beings and bodies, like... Our body, my body once told me that if I was cutting that off in any way, that I was actually cutting off the energy of living, that I wasn't actually living and thriving as much as I could. Right. But I had misidentified and misapplied that energy as, oh, now I need to find someone to copulate with. What do I do with this energy? Totally. Right? Rather than just acknowledging like, oh, this is the energy of living. My body is turned on like the on switch is on. Right. Not turned on like, no, I need to find someone to copulate with. But yeah. there are, people have a lot of points of view about people who walk around the world turned on. Because when your body's turned on, you turn on other bodies. Right. 
Right. You know, actually, I just I have a little piece in there about, um, you know, turning your body off for that. And um, I have a, a a really close friend, and um, when she was about thirty, her this guy in the community, um, like this like very very old man that she had kind of thought like you know like a creep, he grabbed her ass at a social, and mm-hmm. from then on she started putting on weight and more and more weight every year. And, um, you know, she was like a, um, a stick before. And, and she just, she had really has, has the point of view still like, you know, it's, it's unsafe to be beautiful was, was her point of view that we kind of got to. And it's just wow. it's really interesting how it, you know, that it could be unsafe to be beautiful. But I think that I know that I've found that point of view in myself um, before. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. I'm so glad you said it. So, so everything that brought up and everywhere, you know, that you as a listener might really relate to that and you feel unsafe being beautiful, like everything that just brings up what you just turn on created. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, shirts, boys, and beyond. And it's like, you know, maybe even ask yourself the question because we come to a lot of conclusions, right? About, oh, I was looking beautiful and he grabbed my butt. That must mean that if I'm beautiful, <laughs> right. people are going to invade my space. Right. So like all of those fixed points of view, because it isn't, it isn't usually connected that way. But we come to a conclusion and we, ju- we fix it in our world. And then we function from it for the rest of our lives. Right. And then just keep creating based on like, it could be like a thousand different sort of projections or points of view, you know, that are coming. Like, it's just, and then you lump them all together and then create your body for years and years and years to come based on something that actually didn't exist in the first place. It was like Natalie was saying, it was awesome what Natalie was saying about, um, you know, just like what's projected at you when you're walking down the street and just feeling really, really great. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, for some people, they see someone walking down the street, you know, really in their sexualness, right? They are like feeling good. They're strutting their stuff. You know, they're looking beautiful, feeling beautiful. And if that person is not willing to actually receive that energy themselves, if they're judging that energy in them and they're not willing to be it, then they have to judge you too. So it's like it's not even a judgment of you. It's really their own judgments and their own projections and expectations of what they are and what they are not willing to receive in their own life. Yet, no one ever told us. And so we're aware of these person's thoughts, feelings, and emotions of everyone. And it's a lot of energy that comes at you. It is a lot of energy. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So in those pieces, again, the allowance and the vulnerability. And the cool thing about vulnerability is when you have your barriers down that much, you're also having to be aware of all of it. Right? So you want to include allowance with the vulnerability. If you're going to practice vulnerability and having your barriers down and receiving all of that energy and all those points of views, you, you really need, for me, it's been imperative for me to use. Interesting point of view that they have that point of view. Interesting point of view. I have that point of view. They have that point of view. Otherwise, to have to deal with and make real their point of view and their judgments, it becomes very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Rather than that space of allowance and vulnerability when you're able to receive it. And it's like water. It just passes right through. And the mm-hmm. other piece is this, when you're willing to be vulnerable, you're aware of everything. So if someone is, has an intention to do harm to you, you'll be aware of it. Right? And most of us have the awarenesses, but no one has ever told us that what we're aware of is actually true. And we have that little nickel on the back of our mind that says, don't walk to the back of the room, or take this exit, or make sure to cross the street right now. Like, no one ever tells us, like, when you have those, listen. So it's like, yes, you're able to receive more when you're being a space of vulnerability, but you're also aware of more. And 
you can you know choose so it's like will there be people who will you will catch their eye because you're allowing yourself to be all that energy yes will all of them have great intentions no but if you're willing to have the vulnerability with it then you will be able to make choices that won't lead to stuff like that occurring right right yeah it's so interesting like your point of view about the energy changes the energy. I love now like again Natalie's comment about like somebody that she would have thought was a creep was actually a contribution to her when she was you know didn't have a point of view about it. That's so cool. Yeah, it's so different. I'll tell you, I would I used to be so irritated by men who would kind of I would say, oh, they're leering at me. They're right. leering at me like, oh, I wish they would just like go away and stop looking at me. <laughs> and now I'm like. Wow, thank you for, for the energy. And I just received it with no point of view. It's really, really, really different. And then it's like men that I would have like turned my nose up at, which wasn't out of being a slob, but it was out of recognizing the body's turned on by my body. They like what they're seeing. I wouldn't receive that for what reason? Right. Like I had this very interesting point of view about that but my body actually likes to receive it. And then they, they, they aren't creeps. They're actually appreciating. And I wonder, you know, if we're talking about men and women, and it really goes both ways, of women actually allowing their bodies to be appreciated and the beauty of their body in a variety of ways. Right. And sometimes it's purely that energy of, of lust or attraction or whatever it is. But we don't have to put our barriers up to it. And when we don't, just like Natalie said, sometimes we see something that we wouldn't have seen before. And it's such a contribution to other people when they acknowledge your beauty, to acknowledge that they acknowledged it, even if it's just a look or a smile. Mm. Yeah. It's so cool. So cool. Oh, wow. wow. Well, we're coming to the end of our hour, but that was quite the hour. <laughs> Tell your friends. That's I think awesome. this is something really important for people to listen to. Thank you all so much who are on the line and um, Natalie for your really, really helpful question. Um, Melanie, do you have um, classes that coming up or anything that you would like people to know about that you're doing right now? Well, you know, I just got back to the United States. And I'm going to be posting some classes up shortly in the next week um, for classes in the area in August and September. I'm going to be doing some right voice for you tasters. And I'm going to be offering some classes um, for women around this topic, actually. I probably will do a teleclass. Um, it's not posted yet. And I'm also going to be doing a class for men as well. Um, I don't know if women will be included in that or not, um, but that's a new area that I'm kind of opening into as well. But people can, you know, check out igniteinspiredliving.com. And I will have the classes posted there. Um, you can also, you know, sign up for my mailing list on that website, and then I'll also be, you know, sending links for teleclasses or the in-person classes that I'll be doing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for today and for this conversation. Thank you very so much. Valuable. I really was like, I wonder where we're going to go with this conversation. <laughs> Someone posted oh. on Facebook, oh, you've just opened up a can of worms. Thank you. <laughs> like, what if we were all just more willing to, like, open up all those cans of worms? I like worms. I play with them all the time as a kid. <laughs> Wait, when did we decide that that wasn't fun? Wow, that's such a good point. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. It's like even it it's it's such such a different perspective that that you're coming from because it's like any other place in the world, well, not any other, but I think there's very few places like where you can come from the perspective of just really honoring beauty for for what it is, and I just I'm really grateful for for you. Thank you so much for having me. I so enjoyed you and enjoyed this conversation and the energy of of everyone who's listening and everyone who's going to be listening. (laughs) Thank you all for your contribution. Yeah, you guys are, are phenomenal. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Melanie. 
So um, we'll see you all next week on a totally different reality. Um, and I will be talking to Lauren Pauly, who is also from San Francisco. So um, we will see you next Wednesday or hear you next Wednesday, I suppose. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye.